0: Welcome back to the Databliss podcast. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we're back today with another cap breakdown, NBA news recap, a uh, little tidbits about our betting contest. Um, we tied again, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's jump into it. So I know that we wanted to start off by going over um, our betting contest
1: yeah so our we bet on the uh friday games and i had new orleans over indy which new orleans won 129 to 102 and you had who or i guess i i had minnesota over sacramento they lost in overtime by four so i went one and one and i'll let you talk about your own picks
0: yeah so i also went one and one um I here, I thought the Grizzlies were going to bounce back against the Trailblazers because the Trailblazers have been struggling this year. Uh, that was not the correct call for me. Uh, they ended up getting down huge and ended up losing by 30 points, 122 to 92. Um, Grizzlies aren't really it this year, kind of a lost season for them. My other bet was kind of a cheat, but uh, did I choose the Bucks over the Bulls? Yes. 113 to 97 Giannis went for 46 uh 16 and 6 so I mean can the Bucks Look, still I don't be- I
1: don't think that's cheating
0: I think it's cheating but it is harder the Bulls I mean just beat okay I come from the NFL world where you can take a team that's an underdog every single time and they always have a chance doesn't feel like that with the NBA um like, do they have a chance? Am I talking yes. back on the point that I just made? Yes. But like, <laughs> are they are they necessarily, I don't know. I feel like underdogs have a, a much better chance in the NFL because, it's you know, any given Sunday. It's not every, any given fucking Thursday. There's a reason that's any given Sunday. And, you know, some teams come out hot and then the game can get behind them. It will happen in the NBA, but just not as much.
1: Yeah, in the game before, like the Wednesday bets we put in, you had Cleveland over the Bulls and the Bulls won. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta just keep betting against uh the Bulls all season and I'll probably hit about fifty percent. Probably. <laughs> so Yeah. I don't know. We both did all right. Um, you, why don't you did we... get
1: a tiny bit screwed because Jaron Jackson did not play.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping for him to play. And I mean, he's kind of all that the Grizzlies have right now, right? That's it. That's it. So yeah, I mean, the the Blazers have like Averney Simmons, Simons. How the fuck do you say his name? And a few other guys That's there. Simmons. So uh, I think it might be Simons. but um, yeah. They they were nest they were definitely deeper uh the other night, and so I don't. Probably not going to make that mistake again. We're learning as we go here.
1: Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and pick our Monday night games?
0: So yeah, we're going to pick our Monday night games, but I also want to make sure that we pick our anti-bets. Anti-bets? Anti-bets? Who the fuck knows what they're called? Uh, Because we both get to pick one for each other because we can't escape each other. We're both, I think, five and five on the season i know i think there's a couple fun ones i think we're six and four both of us
1: yeah i think there's a couple fun anti-bets that we can place here
0: yeah uh like potential
1: potential like winners
0: i was gonna i'm not gonna pick portland i was gonna say don't be a dick and and pick a favorite i think that's that's rude because like oh I'll, i'll bet you're like 10 bucks or whatever and you'll win one dollar if they like fuck you that's so lame um (laughs) i know they're not doing that so i'm just saying it's theoretically fuck you if you do that um
1: you gotta pick an underdog
0: yeah for sure so we have a few dogs and i think we both have a good pick to make here i'm why don't you go first
1: all right, I'll give you the Bulls.
0: <laughs> All right. See, that's the pick that I was going to give you. Um, <laughs> I thought it I, would
1: just be funny because you were just shitting on them.
0: I don't think the Wizards have any chance. And I mean, if that's what no. we're going for, that's what we're going for. I don't think the Trailblazers have any chance. I don't think the Clippers really have any chance. I mean, they have a chance. They're probably going to win, actually. So I'm not going to bet that for you. So. You're going to get the she Grizzlies. Give, give me Memphis. You're going to get the Grizzlies. Yeah, give yeah. me Memphis. Yeah. And that's fine. That's unfortunately, fine. they probably also have no chance. If you wanted to come out tomorrow and throw a parlay on Clippers and Grizzlies underdog plus maybe the Bulls if you're feeling extra lucky, I think that's a good play all around because those cha- those teams are all underdogs and they all have a good team a chance to win, but um I don't know. It feels weird, man.
1: And especially after the Sunday games, because all the favorites pretty much just like took it, yeah. except for uh, Dallas.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dallas is probably still a little bit exhausted from that Celtics game. I think that could be a good segue into our our recap of the games this weekend. Um, you know, I think it was a good good weekend for basketball overall.
1: Are we not making other picks we are making to start the picks. new week?
0: I'm getting lost here. Uh, fuck, that's the thing. Like we've already. Let, uh, I mean, last week we did, did the same first. thing where we exhausted all of them. So I'll go one, you go two, three. I go four. Um, so my, f- I guess my first pick has to be the Jazz um yeah i was over the wizards i think the wizards have absolutely no chance of winning
1: yeah <laughs> i mean yeah yeah and then that's you're all that needs kings. to be said about that <laughs> <laughs> uh right after i gave you the bulls sure that makes it fun i'll go for the yeah, kings gonna do that. all right i'll go for the kings um the other one I would like to take, just depends on who's playing, um, is I would like to take the Lakers over OKC. Oh. But that, I favoring. know. Just by a little. Oh, I'm no, seeing Now, OKC seeing, now I'm seeing
0: OKC. See, I'm yeah. seeing the Lakers on uh, DraftKings. Or what's it called? Which report?
1: Yeah, so I, I like the Lakers if everybody's playing. There you go. If not, if not, okay see. But I have to pick now, so I'll take the Lakers.
0: <laughs> okay. Um so your Bull or your Kings, Lakers, I got the Jazz. And I know the Bucks are at home. But I think I... Well, did you take an underdog? Yeah, you did.
1: I did. You don't have to.
0: I mean, it's stupid if we're not going to take underdogs together. I'm going to take the Clippers as my underdog. Um, Clippers have been really good, good this year. Yeah, I mean, it's about as good of an underdog as you could ask for, right? Like, they're a really well-rounded team. And, yeah, they might... You know, the Bucks. Kind of have beat a couple of good teams recently. They've had their struggles, especially offensively, since they made the coaching switch. And I think it's 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 gonna be pretty close. So why the hell not?
1: Why the hell not, baby?
0: Let's go. So otherwise, right.
1: NBA news, Celtics are pretty fucking nasty.
0: That's what I was gonna segue into. You you beat me to it. Um yeah, man. So we had the Celtics beating. So it was one forty to eighty eight was the final score. They beat the Warriors by fifty two points. Holy shit, uh, that was incredible. I mean, just a really well rounded effort. They outscored them by twenty two in the first, uh, in the first quarter there, and then twenty two in the second quarter. Not slowing down at all. And then the rest of the game was kind of coasted out. Honestly, the second half wasn't really much of a competition. I think the Warriors pulled their starters, uh, you know, around the second half. So.
1: Literally, they didn't put them out there. They didn't put Curry, Clay, or Draymond. Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: I respect it. It's honestly. reasonable. I respect it. <laughs> like, that's some shit that I want to see around other leagues. Like, if you're down and the game's not winnable and your guys are old, especially like the Warriors, just fucking pull them.
1: Call it. Um. So. Steve Kerr gets the big bucks, right? Yeah, I guess he's making the right decision.
0: Yeah, he is.
1: Um,
0: I don't know. That was a really cool game. I thought, you know, we've had... The Clippers beat the T-Wolves by one today, which is pretty cool. And the 76ers beat the Mavs. So the Mavs... Uh, I mean, it, it looked closer than it was. They had them kind of up. The 76ers had them up by 10 going into the fourth. And I think it was kind of more of a backdoor... Cover there for them but luca put up i mean i don't know what the fuck i was saying the other day luca puts up a triple double every day statement win type of shit like every single day luca comes out and put a, puts up a triple double. um whether it's 34 points or 40 points is the question to be asked
1: <laughs> it's just a lock to be a lot
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah that was awesome i think the friday games and we're we're pretty good. I didn't watch any of the Saturday games. I was uh I was at the Texas Oklahoma State game, which was an absolute blast. Um you know, I haven't been at any Texas events here since I lived down here, so treat to get to go to one of those.
1: Yeah, I mean I'd love to go with you sometime.
0: <laughs> All right, man. We'll figure it out one day or another uh definitely gotta go to a college
1: college football game
0: yeah i know i'm thinking college football here is um a hundred degrees in october perfect all right well you're a baseball guy so i know you guys like the heat so you'll figure it out
1: (laughs) (laughs) our fair uh our fair colored irish skin probably won't do so well
0: i've been working on it i did get my first sunburn last week (laughs)
1: jesus all right how about we hop over to the uh little bit of nfl news now
0: yeah let's do it um i know pretty much all i paid attention to this weekend was xavier worthy and i think i texted you holy fucking fuck holy fuck (laughs) xavier worthy um you did it's okay okay I want to compare his stats to John Ross right now, his college stats. And I haven't done this before. So give us a second to pull up John Ross stats, uh, college. And then Xavier worthy stats college, because I think Xavier worthy has been a more successful college receiver than John Ross. Um,
1: yes, definitely. uh,
0: I think John Ross was okay, which is why I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, like, was he necessarily the best receiver ever like no he and he, okay there we go guess my memory is a little bit rusty he put up 208 yards in 2013 in his freshman year uh one touchdown six rushing attempts for 39 yards not not good um and then 2014 his sophomore year he had four touchdowns 371 and then six attempts for 54 yards. It's junior, or I don't know how you look at this. 2015, I believe he like got hurt or something happened. 2016 was his junior year again. Um, 1,150 yards, 17 tu- receiving touchdowns. Um, one rushing touchdown, 102 rushing yards on eight attempts. So he was definitely a weapon in his junior year it feels like they were able to figure out how to use his speed um but you know his whole college career he had 700 uh 1729 yards and 22 touchdowns 90 percent of each of those i mean not 90 but you know 90 of his touchdowns came in his junior year um so he was really utilized well that year xavier worthy is a little bit of a different story And I think he's worth talking about as a viable NFL prospect. And that's something that I usually try to steer away from. Um, You know, if somebody runs a fast 40, I'm like, fuck this guy. He's going to tear his ACL. He's going to tear his Achilles. He's going to have constant hamstring problems. uh, You know, I'll fucking Christian Watson. A whole bunch of other guys do this all the time. Um, But Xavier Worthy. 981 yards in 2021, and 12 touchdowns, 760 yards in 2022 with nine touchdowns, and then 1,014 yards and five touchdowns in 2023. You have to consider that Adonai Mitchell was also there that entire time. Um, a 6'1". I, I think John Ross is a little bit shorter. I'm guessing. thought he was there. like 5'11". Yeah, he's 6'1". shorter, but he, he's thicker. He's he's like about one ninety, I think.
1: Yeah, Xavier Worthy's kinda like that modern wide receiver, like track athlete style yep. um player. Like that's his build. So it does fit the modern NFL. Um, but like you said, like a lot of these guys who come out run super fast typically don't have success. It's typically not the deep threat that actually works. Um there's some guys though, like DK and Tyreek Hill, where it does. But I don't know. I was I saw this video actually that was like um, a bunch of the best wide receivers in the NFL and their 40 times. It they're was like, like Cooper six. Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup four six. Um, Amari Cooper was like four four. Um, and then there was a few other guys in between there. And I was like, oh, this is uh, this is kind of eye opening just seeing that a lot of these guys are just
0: better route runners yeah man. i'm just looking at john ross and just having a flashback down memory lane barely paying attention to you i'm not gonna lie but john <laughs> ross is fucking drafted the ninth overall pick by the Bengals. like no wonder they got burrow that year like holy fuck dude uh and we were right on he, he is 190. 190 we could not have been more right and yeah, Xavier Worthy is is a lot smaller than him, uh, weight wise, but that doesn't seem to matter anymore the Devontis is kinda no. build.
1: I mean, look what at is... Zay Flowers. What's Dude's tiny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it works. Um
1: one one last thing about Xavier Worthy, Mel Kuyper's updated mock draft, if you pay attention to that, I mean oh, I he's not it. usually very correct. Um he has slotted Xavier Worthy at number thirty-two to the Chiefs.
0: I have a hot take. What is that? Xavier Worthy's not going to get past twenty. People fall for this shit year after year after year. If you if you have a guy that runs a fast 40 you they're like, oh yeah maybe this is the year that changes and uh yeah but like i I do think i don't know john ross went at nine henry ruggs was the first (laughs) pick over fucking jerry judy and cd lamb like this has been happening recently i'm not wrong here yeah um
1: i mean once once the uh draft or the uh free agency period starts and we start seeing signings, trades and stuff like that. The whole mock draft's gonna fucking change. I um, know, I was
0: looking at really no. when was the Mel Kuiper updated?
1: Um, today. So okay, because I was I was curious where Xavier would jump to. He has at number six Roma Dunze going to the Giants, which would in my mind immediately mean bust.
0: Oh, I see it. I see it now. I see it. Uh, I'm on Tankathon looking at the same shit. Um, oh, these are overall ranks, so maybe not. Uh, Malik Neighbors going to the Giants at six. Did Rome have a good. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I did I'm a not watch. Much of... I did not watch Yeah, I'm a Neighbors guy too. We should probably disagree on that. Um, but. Did you watch the combine? Because I didn't. I'm going to be completely honest. And then I was like, oh, let me look up some of the times. Okay, let's go to three cone because I think three cone is almost even more important than 40 these days, right? You got to get some mobility training. Oh, look at that. J.J. McCarthy is a 682. Same as Blake Corum. <laughs> and Romo Dunze is like all the way fucking down at like. 688. Eight. He's slower than JJ McCarthy. That shocked me.
1: Writings on the wall, baby.
0: I, I think you're you the who first else person to, to call a bust. John Ross.
1: <laughs> it just, you know, it's bad I, I do
0: think I do think they're very different receivers. Is there anything, you know, L I know that we didn't do a ton of focus on the combine i think for me and i think you kind of highlighted this last week the combine's all about running backs for me um pretty much you kind of get their broad jump three cone they're 40 and you can really make a statement about that guy i think trey benson had a pretty good combine um obviously jalen right he's not going to do shit in the NFL. I mean,
1: obviously, it's big for quarterbacks, too, because you're getting their metrics. Like, does this guy have small hands? It's just Whatever. Hands, yeah. like... <laughs> so, you know, the, it matters for a few positions, but it feels like wide receiver is more of like, I guess, like an art in a way, where the receiver could be good for a multitude of reasons, whereas with a running back, it's like, oh, he has to be quick, fast, strong, done. Yeah. Like, that's it
0: it's easy uh i was about to say something like a very hot day but it doesn't have to be like a ton there's no like fucking uh what was the test that they did um back a few years what ago the, like, it
1: doesn't
0: oh it starts with a w are you
1: talking about the the, the wonder, wonder the wonder the wonder yeah the wonder like
0: yeah, there's no wonder yeah. like for running backs. <laughs> you, you gotta get no. everything that you need right there at the dra- or at the combine. And you're like, okay, he has this forty, this, you know, ten yard, this vertical, this broad jump, this three cone. Um, bench press, kind of important for blocking metrics, but there's not a whole bunch left after that. And that's why you like when you talked about Jonathan Taylor, like that's why he rose so much because Sure, your college can, your college production can be through the roof, but it doesn't matter if you know you don't have you're the just metrics. A
1: beast. If you're just a beast, like teams will recognize that, and I think that's about all that matters.
0: All right, I'm gonna name a guy that had insane college production and was not able to do shit in the NFL. Do you think you could do that yourself too? Yeah. AJ Dillon.
1: Uh Chuba Hubbard.
0: Melvin Gordon kind
1: of.
0: Any <laughs> Wisconsin oh. running back ever. Um besides Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Actually Melvin Braylon Gordon was probably the second best one. Oh fuck you. He didn't do the, like <laughs> he didn't do the combine. Um At least I don't scare so. Yeah, I was really upset by that because I thought he was he's fast as shit, dude. Braylon Allen's like four, four, five speed, like not, not, not game breaking, but definitely fast. And mm-hmm. uh, I was looking forward to see him, you know, pump out a good four four five and then maybe have a good three corner bench. And uh, I didn't get it, man. I'm going to just double check the Braylon Allen. Wasn't able to like do anything at the combine because I thought he was going to be there. And then when I looked up his results, I didn't see shit. Apparently he had an up and down testing day at the combine, and I don't see any stats for him. So he had, he did, a, he did the broad jump, vertical, and bench press. I'm not impressed with any of these, to be honest. I mean, his bench, actually take that back. His bench is fucking nuts. Um, what did he get? So he did a 32 on the vert, which is pretty good. You know, he did 9-9 nine, nine on the broad jump, which I don't think is anything special either. So his no. lower body strength probably isn't as good as it needs to be. He's but also he 19. Had, he hit had 26, 26 on the bench press.
1: Goddamn. I think that's <laughs> fucking nuts. That um, is, that's, that's almost Jerick McKinnon.
0: That's thick. That's cool, dude. Good for him. (laughs) So, all right. Um, That's enough combine talk here. So, should we move on to breaking down the cap space for the NFC East?
1: Yes, sir. So, our first team is the Dallas Cowboys. They're currently $10 million in the hole. They have Stephon Gilmore as a free agent, um, Dante Fowler Jr., Tyron Smith,
0: Tyler, um, Tyler, Tyler Biotish.
1: Biotish. 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 <laughs> Biotis. um, Dorence Armstrong, Tony Pollard, Neville Galmore. Like they got they got some guys. Um, hmm. Rico Dowdle is also a free agent, which is interesting. Um, so they gotta do something here. I think one potential move that they might make. Um, I know he had a decent year last year, but I think Brandon cooks could potentially be a casualty. Um, What's he's not his... getting paid a whole ton.
0: Hmm. Oh, saving for there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you could maybe restructure, I guess like that'd probably be the way to go because you need something behind CD, um, and then otherwise, like, bringing back Stefan Gilmore probably is not reasonable. He showed towards the end of the season that maybe the legs weren't all there, so maybe a team-friendly deal and they get it done. Um, otherwise, he's probably on to his next journey again. Um, so, with what's left here, with for them to be able to spend, like, Zach Martin has a $28 million cap hit, Dak is $60 million. They don't have a ton that they can do um it's not mm. like they have the best draft picks either so i mean they gotta continue to spend or else this team just gets worse on paper which we saw already didn't work the last however many years and it seemed like this team this past year was the best on paper they've ever had Yep. so what's your take here what do, what do they need to do
0: so i'm looking at you know, a couple of players. I think their O line is going to potentially need some work this off They don't bring back uh, our boy Tyler, uh, <laughs> and then you know they have the twenty fourth pick. There's some good O linemen still available there, but I'm concerned about running back. Um, I know that we can talk about running back as you know a replaceable position, and they might potentially be able to pick up something in the second round. Uh, they have 56, and I don't know, man. It, it does feel like Tony Pollard is not going to be brought back. They're not going to pay him. There's no reason to do that. He wasn't better than, you know, even an old Zeke. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to be better than a rookie. Um, Fresh legs coming in. So I think bringing a running back, you know, they have – enough weapons i don't think they cut brandon cooks i think we saw brandon cooks probably not yeah i think we saw him a few times show that he was still a valuable receiver uh he had like a three it was somewhere between three and five weeks where he was really really solid for them um putting up like 80 yards every other week having a couple touchdowns so i was really impressed with that last year i think that there's there's something to talk about with this team where like it's cd lamb and then kind of everyone else and i think being able to establish the run have a solid o-line is really going to help them because their defense is good enough like they have deron bland being paid like a million dollars a year like that's incredible and then you have jake ferguson michael
1: parsons too
0: yeah, Micah Parsons doesn't really have a fat contract yet. Leighton van Der Esch only getting paid three point or four point three. Uh, you know he's not the best. I, I don't know why they traded for Trey Lance. Looking at that is disgusting. But there's there's room to be made around you know having offensive weapons. Their defense is really good and was really good. You know most of the way through last year, kind of fell apart. I think with the whole offseason under them with that understanding they might be able to bring it back and i think focusing on o line and running backer is is what they should do.
1: Yeah, and the reports are that Tyron Smith is unlikely to return to the Cowboys. So Wow. Yeah, that's a big that's, that's a big hurt. loss. Yeah. Yeah, so They got to definitely bolster up this offensive line again. They got to redo it pretty much because they don't have the money to spend on skill players. I mean, that's the end of the story. And the problem becomes Dak doesn't do well under pressure, so you need a good offensive line. But, okay, you pay the offensive line. You can't pay your wide receivers. Um, You're already paying Michael Gallup $14 million a year. So they put themselves in a little bit of a weird situation here.
0: Yeah, they have. And it could kind of justify why they're bringing back Mike McCarthy to not have another year of transition behind them. Um, I think they're in a situation where they kind of need as much continuity as possible. Like they're going to lose a few guys and the new guys coming in need to see that, like this is a unified Cowboys team and a team that, you know, has a goal of, of really making it into the playoffs and making it deep in the playoffs. Um, Because they have the pieces for sure. They just have a few holes.
1: I mean, this is one of those teams that if they don't win this upcoming year, like it's a failure. So
0: I think NFC championship would be good enough. Yeah. Good enough.
1: But it's a failure if they don't win at all. Um, That being said, kind of looking at what they have here, unless they can make some real drastic changes in terms of, like, what are you doing with Michael Gallup? Like, that's a guy you would probably try to trade. Um, And then having to re-sign Michael Parsons to a longer contract, probably not this offseason, but eventually. And in order to do these things, like, your window is pretty much this upcoming season Um, because you're going to start to lose some of these guys and you're going to have to start drafting again. And unless you can have a good draft this year, you're not in a good spot going forward.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good take. And really all to be said about this team is their window's closing and they got to capitalize on it now. Um, so I think, you know, some of those positions that come up to speed, the fastest are running back in a line. Um, they're not going to take a chance on a receiver. They're not going to go. I mean, quarterback or cornerback comes up pretty fast, but, uh, I don't think they need that position and, and they'll figure it out. Yeah. And Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs will be back oh. next year. So I think that will help them out.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm thinking Stefan Gilmore's probably not coming back. um, mm-hmm. Unless he can give them that team-friendly deal, otherwise, that's probably it.
0: All right, let's move on to the Giants. Um, could be worse.
1: So the <laughs> yeah, so the Giants have thirty-two million cap space. Um, could be worse, yes, but it's pretty fucking bad. Um, for thirty-two <laughs> million in cap space, like they have some work to do. Um, Isaiah Simmons has been better on this team than he was with the Cardinals. Still not everything we imagined him to be. Um, you got Saquon as a free agent. You got Xavier McKinney, Adore Jackson. Um, who's that? Yeah, they, yeah I, I see mean, they, they have, have some a... holes that need to be filled. They have right? a lot of cap so, space,
0: but they have a lot of holes.
1: Yeah, so they got to re-sign some of these guys. Like, McKinney's a no-brainer. Um, Saquon, you just got to let him go you just yeah they're not i'm good. sorry they're i know you guys are so attached they're probably gonna like uh tag them tag or whatever yeah, they're gonna tag and it's just him. gonna be the biggest waste of fucking it's so time stupid um so obviously the giants completely fucked themselves with daniel jones contract at 47 million dollars this year that sucks um nothing you, like you can three do about more that
0: years of that too it's 47 yeah. this upcoming year Forty-one point six the next year, and fifty-eight point six the year after that. I, I, I do. Wait, hold up. After this year, if they cut him, they save about nineteen million in cap space, and then forty-seven the year after that. So I think they're gonna. This might be their last year with Daniel Jones, believe it or not. Even though they gave him that fat extension. Um, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, so something that the Giants have already done um, is they've released Mark Lewinsky, which saves them almost $6 million. So they're about $38 million in space, which I guess helps. Um, But obviously we already knew their offensive line is garbage. um, And they got... They got to resign these guys on defense because I don't, I don't know. What's the answer here? I mean, they're just fucked with Daniel Jones.
0: Yeah, It's it's not a great situation. Um, I think the best that we can see is they start to rebuild out of the draft. I mean, but they're not going to do this, but rebuild out of the draft, you know, with the intention of having a two, three year rebuild Um, right now, they're, I mean, you talked about Romo Dunze, uh, I see Malik Neighbors. Either way, you know, potentially getting a weapon for that Daniel Jones to the next quarterback transition, or just helping Daniel Jones because you have that contract, helping him be a better, you know, quarterback right now. Because he hasn't had the best weapons. I mean, you brought in Kenny Galladay like three years ago, and he was the worst contract probably of all time. Um
1: so and Darren he needs- Waller now.
0: Darren Waller,
1: he's apparently contemplating retirement.
0: Yeah, Darren Waller was good back in the day. I don't know if that's him or Daniel Jones, uh, but I think they need to bring somebody in. Yeah, they need to bring somebody that can, you know, grow alongside this team as they go. And that's been something that's been happening for years, uh, like five years. They haven't had a real solid weapon ever since Odell left pretty much and uh they gotta figure that out like that's the number one you need, need s- for them.
1: you need something worth building around and five years ago six years ago that was Saquon yeah. <laughs> and nothing happened so well, yeah
0: you can't build around a running back like that it doesn't work
1: no and you know you put Saquon in the 49ers offense and maybe not quite as good as McCaffrey but still probably really fucking good. But McCaffrey mm-hmm. was kind of that last piece to that offense that made that offense super good. So he's a piece for a team that needs him, um, And the giants don't need him right now. The giants do need somebody to build around and it's just, it's not him anymore. And the sooner the giants can realize that and just move on, they can stop treading water and just i guess try to help daniel jones because they have no other choice no other team's gonna pick up that contract if you want to take the dead money sure but it's not likely and they put themselves in a pretty bad spot i mean you're paying darius Slayton eight million um (laughs) you're paying darren waller 14 million it's just a tough scene
0: yeah it's it's not great um so we'll see what they end up doing. There's not much else they can figure <laughs> out. I've, I, we've seen them do the whole O-line strategy and try to just draft an O-line before, which is why I'm hesitant about them doing that. I mean, they're paying Andrew Thomas $23.2 this year, and they're still not good. So um, we, we could talk about Joe Alt here at number six. I don't think they should go that way.
1: Yeah, I mean you kind of hit it on the head they need something to build around they need some sort of hope because you know they go draft a whole bunch of offensive linemen by the time you figure it out on offense and daniel jones is gone and whatever now you're paying all these linemen Hmm. so there's your problem i mean there has to be a little bit of oh we get one in this draft and then we go get a wide receiver in the next and Whatever, like you guys will figure it out on defense. You have some good pieces back there, and you're going to be able to fill those gaps with your cap space. But you have nothing going for you on offense.
0: Nothing. It's it's real bad. Nothing. Um, yeah. All so, right. I think that's enough about the Giants.
1: <laughs> it is. So how about the Eagles?
0: How about them? They got forty-two
1: uh, million in cap space.
0: That's shocking, and. It is. You have a bunch of guys on free agency, though. Do they? I mean, a few. They have Zach Cunningham. Uh, I think Shaq Leonard. You know, maybe a couple other guys here or guys they want to bring back, honestly. Maybe DeAndre Swift. That's something to actually think about if you're playing fantasy and you're playing dynasty. Like, DeAndre Swift is a free agent right now. I had no idea about that um Hmm. but but they do also have a quite a few guys still under contract um so the question for them kind of is jason kelsey gonna stay and is Jalen hurt's gonna and then yeah is Jalen hurt's gonna you know kind of not miss a step and maybe get back to his his normal stealth or normal self this year uh instead of struggling so much
1: yeah, luckily, Jalen Hurts' cap hit this year is only $13 million. That's the beauty of his contract. Um, what has to go right for this team, though, is they have to figure it out on defense. Because it seemed like last year it was always the offense pressing. They have to score, have to score. And it just it wasn't going to work like that. The Eagles have to be methodical on offense. Because Jalen Hurts is not going to stand back there and just dissect a defense. It's just not not what he does um there has to be a balance in the offensive game planning and then he can be great otherwise if you don't have a defense you're fucked and they they knew that so i think what's going on here is you know with shaq leonard and cunningham being free agents like i think what they're probably gonna do is either go buy some guys or they're gonna draft um they've done pretty well in the draft on defense lately so Keep it rolling. Um, Otherwise, I mean, your offense is pretty fucking solid as long as you just keep it together.
0: Yeah. I think this is a team that, you know, in my head needs a lot of work. When you look at the contracts that they have in place and the guys that they're bringing back, they are really well-rounded. And, yeah, they have a couple holes that they're going to have to fill, but they have picks, and they have $42 in cap space, between the two of those, they can figure it out. Um, and they're probably a, a destination for some free agents where they're like, yeah, I want to go win a fucking championship. This is a place that I can do it. Um, so they might be able to get some good deals on some, some of the old, older guys. Um, but they also have, you know, Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, you know, some really good young guys defensively. Um, I think we saw them struggle last year. And yeah, they're bringing back their same coach, but I think they still are going to be better next year than they were last year.
1: Yeah, I think a couple guys that we could see them going after are potentially like J.C. Jackson, I think is a potential fit for them. Um, I could see Buda Baker being a fit for them. Um, Otherwise, maybe like Randy Gregory. Um, I think a good idea for them is kind of just front load whatever you give someone. Because obviously they're gonna be like, oh great, I can make thirty million this year. <laughs> but, but then just give them nothing for the next two years because your cap space yeah. is in a little bit of a different spot with Jalen Hurts contract. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how they balance that out.
0: And that'll will probably work out for them. Um, and then they do have the Saints second rounder, so they have 50, 53, and Twenty-two. so right now they're, they're slotted to take kool they McKinstry Xavier um, Worthy going to the Eagles I don't think they're ever going to do that and Javon Bullard uh, so they have enough picks to fill in the rest of the holes that they don't fill out uh, their free agency
1: yeah and some of these guys that they have though their guaranteed salary is zero dollars so what they could do is say, hey, we'll give you, you know, 17 guaranteed instead of 21 in like the case of Hassan Reddick. And, oh, we'll give you these incentives, whatever. Um, so I think that's one way they could eat, free up a little more cap space, too, that they could potentially go and grab a whole bunch of defensive guys. Because, obviously, after watching mm-hmm. last year, they need some help.
0: Yeah. Do you want to jump on to the Commanders, last team in the NFC East year?
1: Yes, sir. The final one.
0: Most so cap the commanders
1: space. Commanders have, yeah, they got $91 million in cap space. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
1: a uh, little bit.
0: Yeah, quite a few holes, though. Uh, a bunch of guys that they're not bringing As back. As expected. You know, Kendall Fuller, Curtis Samuel, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I don't think they ever want Jamison Crowder back. But Antonio Gibson was kind of good for them for a little yeah. bit. Um, Byron Pringle. And then, I don't know. I'll bring back Joey Sly, I guess. <laughs> um, And then, you know, there's a few guys that they're paying a shit ton of money to, like Jonathan Allen, Jerron Payne, Terry McLaurin. After mm-hmm. that, they're not really paying anyone, uh, which is actually really good for them. I think, you know, Tressway could be a guy that ends up going, you know, towards the direction of a, a cap casualty for them. He's getting paid 3.75, but 3.15 of that is cap savings that they can cut and with only 600000 in dead money. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely looking he towards is a... Beast. a re- he is a beast, but they're looking towards a rebuild here. Three four. Uh I don't know, you know, if they how hard they hit this rebuild. They could even cut Sam Howell and save a shit ton of money, uh, eight hundred and ninety four thousand if they're gonna go in the direction of, you know, taking a quarterback at two, uh, whether that be Drake May or Jaden Daniels, probably Drake May. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do this off season because they do have you know some really solid picks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm seeing two different sides of this, right? Like everybody's like, "Oh, Drake May is the number two prospect. He's going to go to Washington, and he's a North Carolina guy. It makes sense." Blah blah blah, right? And then there's the other line of thinking where people are like, "Oh, but Jaden Daniels is the better prospect." So I'm seeing both now. Um, I think it's straight. I'm May seeing kind of all the way. Yeah well it doesn't really matter right like they're gonna pick a quarterback um it's clearly the issue that needs to be solved right you need a guy to build around and yep. they don't have a quarterback who's under a crazy contract like the Giants so they have to go get a guy and when they get the guy they have Terry McLaurin they have Jahan Dotson um what they need to do now is they need to Maybe add another weapon on offense. So go pay a guy. Give your quarterback a whole bunch of guys to throw to. Bolster that offensive line. Throw money at it. Draft, (laughs) if you can. And then, otherwise, like, if all that works out, we could be talking about this team the exact same way we were talking about the Texans last year. Which is, hey, this team had nothing. And now they have a quarterback. Now they have weapons. So... I'd say that their window is actually kind of approaching as long as they make the right pick and can actually sign some guys.
0: Yeah. And I think they made a few mistakes this past season by uh, moving off their defensive players, like, you know, Chase Young and, and Sweat to Sweat, you yeah. know, like, why are you doing that? If, I mean, I guess they got a second rounder for uh, Montez Sweat, but like, Why are you doing that if you're going to potentially be in a situation where you have a new guy coming in and you want him to have a successful defense behind him? Uh, I guess Chase Young probably also made sense because he kind of gave up on the commanders. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I don't like the idea of kind of fully blowing it up in preparation of bringing in a new guy. Like that's just going to make that new guy have confidence issues if they keep losing or – you know feel like he can't do it the same way that justin fields had those issues with the bears because you know no matter what he does it feels like they can't win
1: yeah and they have some really good young players too that mm-hmm. they're paying decent rookie contracts so those little rookie contracts just keep adding up um so if they just keep on drafting 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 they're gonna run into an issue where it's like oh this guy isn't that good but we drafted him, so we're kind of stuck with him. Um So I think now is the time that they need to say, hey, we need to start winning games. We need to basically make our draft pick worse, but because we're good. Um, they need to get that quarterback right this time, or else they're it's in, for a, they're in for a long one. Yeah. yeah. So that's the end of the story, really, is get the quarterback right and throw money at it because you got nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, that's about it. I think, you know, putting a good defense or good weapons or good to line around them is all you can do, but that's all you can do for any quarterback. So uh, the formula is there and I hope they figure it out because I feel like it, the NFL is better when the commanders are better except tests the Eagles and the, you know, giants and you know, the Cowboys like it, it, NFC East is a fun division
1: yeah totally agree with you there
0: so okay Uh, i think that's everything that we have to go over today Uh, unless i'm forgetting anything but yeah i appreciate everybody for listening um we will have nfc something else if i don't fucking keep seeing these ads we're at the nfc north on wednesday so tune into that um you know
1: that's a fun one
0: notice that you guys have been hitting that rating button. So really appreciate that. Um, so feel free to, you know, follow us on our social media as well, or sign up for the newsletter. Um, and then if you haven't rated it or let, or follow the podcast, feel free to do that, but uh, you guys have been doing it. So really appreciate that.
1: Tell your parents.
0: Yeah. Tell your parents to follow
1: the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, I told mine. <laughs> So.
1: <laughs> Hi, mom. All right.
0: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: Thank you, guys.